My name is Candace Nicole. I'm an entrepreneur on a mission to destroy the idea that success is for the others. My desire is that you'll connect with this podcast in a way that provides you a laugh, a moment of reprieve, a reminder you're headed in the right direction, or a sign that puts you on the right path. My hope is that you accept my invite into this community, a community of people pushing for more each and every day. Stay tuned for a transparent look into my journey as I grow and glow. It will never be perfect, but it will always be real. Rise and Glow is more than a title. It's a daily action. Hey everybody, what's going on? I'm super excited for today's episode. I think this is definitely going to be one of my favorite series. This is going to be one of three because I figured you guys didn't want to listen to me for three hours straight. I don't even want to listen to me for three hours straight. Three hours is a long time. Now, one thing that I do actually, so I maybe I take this back, is whenever I'm driving, like I'm not a daily listener of anything. I just listen to like certain things, but very, very often podcasts I catch up in while I'm in the car. So if I'm driving daily, then sure, maybe. But like especially road trips, I'll save up my favorite podcasts and I'll listen for like four hours straight. I do the same thing. So maybe you do want to listen to me for three hours straight. I don't know. My hope is that one day I'll be somebody's road trip podcast. Goals. (laughs) Super goals. So guys, I am rapidly approaching the age of 30. Dun, dun, dun. Countdown has begun. It has begun. We've actually passed the six month mark. We are getting closer and closer. I will be 30 in April on the 15th, which used to be tax day. But I think I think tax day is pushed back now a couple days. I'm not even sure. I think it's like the 18th or the 17th. Usually there's like a couple grace days. April, yeah. Anyway, that's the one fact that everyone used to always mention when they found out what my birthday was. So I thought that... I just felt like... We needed that to celebrate your birthday. Is that going to be what happens on when I turn 30? Are you going to turn down for anything? I mean, I feel like I'm <clears throat> always turned down. Nah. Turned down for what? <laughs> uh, I don't know what. I don't know. Is <laughs> it like a knock-knock joke? <laughs> no. It's, <laughs> it's a song. Yeah. I know. I'm just not that cool. You're pretty cool. On my birthday, the big three zero, I do want to do something, but I don't really know what, because most of the people that I care about are very spread out. Like a lot of my good friends are super out of state. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. But I feel, like, I feel like 30 should be celebrated. I agree. I definitely want to do a big cheesy photo shoot with like those super girly balloons that say three zero. You're definitely going to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did it last year for my first year of self-employment. I got a big pink one. That's awesome. Did a photo shoot. Actually, last week was my anniversary of two years of self-employment. Are the balloons going to be gold at 30? I see golden balloons. I think so too. I thought so. Yep. I like I like where your head's at. So <clears throat> I thought, excuse me, that was pretty gross. It's cool. <laughs> It didn't come through really like <laughs> Flemmy. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know how to say that without being super gross. So I just I stumbled. Yeah, that's okay. I'll be gross. 
Um, so I was going to do, well, I am going, we are actually in the midst right now of this episode. It's going to be the first 10 of 30 lessons that I have learned before turning 30. Um, and one thing that I find myself saying a lot, because like many of you who are listening, I think pretty much everyone in today's world, honestly, it, it seems like the world is changing so quickly that a lot of us have seen many things in life at a much earlier age than maybe generations past. I don't know. Maybe it just is talked about differently, but I've definitely experienced a lot of amazing things in my life and a lot of really hard things that at that time in my life, I felt like no one else in my age group was experiencing. And what I've always said about that is that, you know, the lessons were hard and some of them I wish like I hadn't experienced them in that way, but I can't be mad at any of it because it's made me everything that I am right now. And a lot of these lessons that I had to learn so early have kind of given me a leg up where even people who are older than me are like, man, you know, I can learn from you in this situation. And so I'm really grateful for that. I'm grateful that I kind of have that insight. And so I feel a great responsibility now that I have it to pass it on and just kind of talk about it. And hopefully these will either give you a heads up and really make you think about something that might be to come for you later in life, good or bad. Um, or maybe you'll hear some of these and relate to them. So I, I thought that maybe I should give you guys just 10 at a time. Cause I tend to ramble, but, um, we're just going to dive right into it. And, uh, I'm, I'm excited. Do it. <laughs> I feel like my laugh is like a little like huffy puffy at the beginning and I realized that might not be fun to hear in a microphone so I just thought about something shouldn't it be a countdown so I'd start from 30 yes so lesson 30 yeah down to the most important well I didn't do them in order I didn't do uh uh-uh that's pressure no. I don't know. All right, fine. One to 30 is fine. One to 30 or 30 to one, whatever you want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> so this is either lesson one or lesson 30. Yeah. Of no in specific importance. Yes. These, these are not in order of importance. Um, number one slash 30. <laughs> Have your own shit. This one is a lesson that I feel like it took me longer to learn than I needed to. When I say that, I mean everything. Have your own friends. Like if you're in a relationship, have your own friends outside of that relationship. Have your own hobbies outside of, you know, the people in your social circle. Have your own just like style and and independence, um, I think that it can be so easy, especially if you come from a a strong social circle to really just set in with whatever's easy and whatever kind of gets along with whoever it is that you're spending the most time with. And not that you shouldn't have things in common with the people that you spend time around, but it's also okay to have things that aren't in common. I think that I, I, was kind of forced into having my own, my own shit, um, in certain ways, certain areas of my life. And, um, because of that, I have such an interesting and diverse friend group when it comes to age range interests, like males and females. I just, I have quite the assortment and I feel like it brings so much value to my life. I like that 
I have my own opinions and ideas on things and I can live in harmony with people who have different opinions and and mindsets and I'm open to learning from those people. I'm not I had a good friend, I have a good friend from high school who used to always say when it came to like Facebook warriors, I try not to only surround myself with people that think exactly like me. She was like, so even if someone really annoys me with what they think, as long as it's not hateful or, you know, really belligerent, I'm not going to just block them and ignore them because I need I need those different thoughts to keep my mind open. And that really spoke to me. Um, it's very important in relationships also. Yeah, especially in relationships, I think, um, of any kind. But are you speaking of like like romantic relationships? Yeah. yeah, for sure. I think that having them be your main interest for sure is the most unhealthy thing for sure that you could have, in, whether you're married or you're dating or whatever. Um, but... That's one thing that I really had to learn when I was younger. And, you know, I would just, I would save my whole day if, like, I usually hang out on Thursdays. I would never make any plans on Thursdays, even if the plans hadn't been made with whoever I was dating. And so then I'd find at the end of the day, my whole Thursday was wasted because they were out living their life like they should be. And I was at home waiting to accommodate the way that I was accommodating. Um, also too, uh, you know, someone in my early twenties who I, at that time in my life thought that, you know, our relationship could progress even to marriage. He passed away at a young age and my entire, what I thought my future was going to be literally in a second (laughs) gone. And I realized like I had put my whole heart into what I believed could be from that. And it ended my world (laughs) for quite a while. And of course that's not a pain that I would wish on anyone. And we'll, we'll kind of get into an episode on that, especially because it's kind of led into a lot of other things that I advocate for. But in that period of time, realizing that it doesn't matter if I think it's important to note this person um, took their life. And that's why I said we'll get into another episode on it. But so in that time, like I was also experiencing, you know, abandonment and I wasn't worth, you know, staying around for or whatever. And if I hadn't experienced that intensity of pain, I wouldn't have been pushed as soon, at least maybe ever to assert my independence and really who I was and what I wanted, because I realized at that time that even if I wasn't like left again, I could have married the person that I thought was the person I'd be with for the rest of my life and they could die of something else. You know, like you never, you just never know. And not to, that's not to be dark. It's just, I wouldn't say go into things expecting to, to be alone, (laughs) but I think it's important to, make yourself so whole that you don't have to to hang on or stay in situations in your life or or remain attached to situations and people in your life um that will throw you completely off kilter as when they come and go because that's just a fact of life that as a younger person I was very naive and and really had no experience with so just if you're already whole it's easier to just let the natural ebb and flow of, of, of what surrounds you and then has to leave and whatever time it will stay around for, you can be grateful for it and not be completely devastated when it's gone. 
for sure. I felt like you had more that you were going to, you looked like you were going to. No, know. no, you, you hit on all <laughs> cylinders. Um, okay. So number two. Or 29. Or 29. We're not going to do that. You're going to have to do that math because I, I, <laughs> nope. Mm-mm, I'm not going to have myself looking stupid. <laughs> like, I'll give you a, number I'll give, three I'll and 12. <laughs> no, it would not be three I, and 12. I know, okay. but like, I could just see myself I got you, I got you. saying something like that. All right. So, number two, speak up. This is something, and by the way, guys, these lessons, I don't remember if I said this at the beginning, so bear with me if I have. These are lessons that I've I've personally experienced, not things that I think you should learn or a, a list that I saw online. These are things that I've either purposely or already gone through and I purposely feel the need to pass this on or I'm still working through, you know, and um, this is one of them is speak up. I don't like to be confrontational. Um, most of the time I don't like to rock the boat and most of the time I'm very easygoing. Like I have my strong opinions and when that's the case, I'm not afraid to speak up about them, but I don't mind a lot of things. And so I think one being easygoing and really not rocking the boat often because it's just not my personality. Like I'm just pretty cool with whatever. When I would speak up as a younger person, I would get this reaction like, oh my God, like what? Like I was being so mean and I think it was because people weren't used to me having an opinion. So then when I did, it just felt like a lot versus somebody who's overly opinionated and always speaking out. Um, And so I found myself quieting a lot more often than I needed to and getting to a place where I didn't feel like I even had the right to voice my opinion. And I'm sure that there's a lot of different things that have gone into that. I mean, this could be in relationships or um, workplace situations or whatever. But over time, I think I allowed the thoughts of others and negative self-talk to make me believe that I I didn't have a right to say whatever it is that I wanted to say. Um, And I think that the longer you allow that thought process to happen, the harder it is to find your voice. Um, Also to personal experience of mine, I had some health issues in my early 20s that involved some medication that really was not in line with my body. Um, I just, (laughs) I have bipolar too bipolar number two. Well, I don't know if they call it number two, but there's bipolar one and bipolar two. Um, And so there are certain types of antidepressants and things like that, which completely would throw somebody like that off. And at the time I had not yet been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And so while experimenting with medications for attention deficit and things like um, depression, anxiety, I was trying all these different things that had we known that I was bipolar that I wouldn't have tried. Yeah. <laughs> and it put me in a very different place. <laughs> um I good goodness, that's another episode as well. But I hope you're noting these down. Short shortening the story, um I experienced a long period of mania, like almost for the whole summer. I just wow. was completely off yeah. off the wall. Nearly lost my job. They didn't understand that I had kind of been dealing with a misdiagnosis and a doctor that should have been monitoring me and wasn't. And so I was almost put into like a drug program. 
detox everything. And I did it all by myself because I was so embarrassed for anybody to know what had happened to me. And I didn't want to lose my job. And, you know, I just so I um, part of that was me being completely the opposite of my not speaking up enough. And I was so I was such an instigator and I was always looking for a fight. And because I mean, I was in a man, I was manic and I I just heard a lot of people who were really important to me in that in that time period. And so after experiencing that and seeing the damage that my words could do. So I went from living a life where I was too quiet to opening my mouth and hurting everyone around me. And while I mentally understand that I wasn't myself in that time, in that moment, that was the only two points of reference I had is either I'm quiet and it hurts me or I open my mouth and it hurts other people. And so I stopped opening my mouth completely for years. And then I got to the place where I was able to kind of heal from those situations and kind of mentally get my bearings and understand that I still wasn't being good to me. And who I am is good to others when I open my mouth, but doesn't mean I don't deserve to have my own opinion and thoughts. So I have been regularly exercising, using my voice more, sharing my truth and my stories in a kind, loving and compassionate way. But what is that? That it's always on the Internet as being something that Buddha said, but it's not true. It's Buddha didn't say it. It's like do no harm, but take no shit. And uh, seriously, like. Say what you need to say when you need to say it. Don't let it linger because that's another thing. Like if you let stuff fester and filter and then you explode days, weeks, months later when people have no idea what it is that you're talking about, but you've let it settle in your system for such a long time, it's not as helpful. But if you can kind of take a breather, get your thoughts together, come to whatever the situation is as an adult and say what you need to say, communication is key it's so cliche. You hear it all the time, but it's true. There, there's nothing that can replace communication. Um, so speak up, say what you need to say. Um, but also shut up. You guys are going to be like, what? You just told me to speak up. Now you're telling me to shut up. Yeah. Because there are times, maybe you're someone who speaks up all the time. Maybe speaking up is not the issue that you need to address. Staying quiet, knowing when to stay quiet is important. So one thing that I really pride myself in is my uh, stoicism at times. Mm -hmm. But I think that my practice in keeping my mouth shut has really, really helped me in situations where other people would get petty or run their mouth. And this is not a judgment thing because we all have our strengths and we all have our areas of opportunity as, as they would say politically correctly in, in like a work review. You don't have a weakness. You have an area of opportunity. <laughs> but seriously, um, I have seen people lose their temper really quickly. It would behoove you sooner than later to learn to understand your emotions and to control them. Um, there's nothing wrong with saying what you need to say, but sometimes it's how you say it. And we're human. We're emotional creatures. A lot of times we're more emotional than we want to let on. Sure. But when we open our mouth at the wrong moment before we've collected ourselves, a lot of times it does more harm than good. You are worthy. Whatever you're feeling is valid for you to express yourself, 
but the way that you do it can make or break the situation. And so like we were talking about for number two, you want to speak up soon enough, but you also want to keep it quiet long enough to gather yourself. (laughs) What? Oh, he's over here making weird faces at me, guys. I didn't even look at you. (laughs) You do. You want to be able to gather yourself. (laughs) He's over here showing me funny pictures and you guys can't be apart. That's that's not fair. You're right. Uh, So, yeah, guys. um, I'm only going to say this one time. And I know that not everybody that listens here is a business owner. Um. But if you are listening and you're a business owner, please hear me and hear this in love, but also take it seriously. You do not see Fortune 500 CEOs and big billionaires and all of these successful people that you look up to. You don't see them talking trash and making petty announcements on their Facebook page. Like It's not cute. There is literally nothing cute ever about not being able to control yourself and the way that you act on social media. I don't care who hurt you. I don't like, I, I, I I don't like, it's just, it's not acceptable. There's going to be plenty of people that will argue that there's a lot of people who base their platform off of, you know, speaking their mind and saying their truth. And I think that there's totally a way to do that. But when it comes to kind of like the passive aggressive back and forth, taking shots at people, making fun of people, I just don't ever think that there's a time and place that where that's okay, especially not in a professional setting. And if you want to be taken as a lot of times people will say the internet is a different type of professional, but at the end of the day, you're asking people to give them your money. Mm-hmm. You got to be professional and petty is not professional. <laughs> never wins ever it never wins that's a thing you know i am the bleeding heart and in my group of friends a lot of times i'm always playing devil's advocate i'm always trying to see other person's side even if they've just broken my heart i'm always trying to i'm towing at the line of pissing all my friends off when they're trying to vent to me and i'm like but have you thought about it from this point and i'm like i'm not invalidating what you feel but let's let's humanize this other person because right now you've made them a monster in your head it's important it's really important and if you can bring yourself to a place in life where you can start to do that and understand that people who are hurting other people are doing it because they're hurt it's a lot easier to have compassion and walk away. For sure. And there is definitely great wisdom in learning to do that sooner than later. Don't get, and look, even if you're, okay, if you're not coming at it from a peaceful, healed, non-wounded place, do it because your ego is too large <laughs> to let them know they had the strength to get under your skin. Yeah. A lot of times, and this is like, I'm just getting to the compassion level. <laughs> Because before people would be like, how do you just like keep it together? I would have blown up on that person. And I'm like, I am too prideful to let them have any idea that they're important enough to make me sweat. Even if I'm at home crying, you will have no idea. So I think that that's really, really a very important lesson that I learned early on. And and combining lessons two and three, the bigger lesson is just learn how to manage your emotions. Right place, right time. Right place, right time. Number four, one of my personal favorites, embrace the ugly. 
social media is a thing. It's how I make my living. So it's a really big part of all of our lives for sure. Um, and everything that you see on social media is beautiful and perfect. And even if it's not, it's like a posed version of the ugly. It's very, very rare that you see the completely raw and the completely real. I mean, here even you're getting a more raw version than the picture I might post on Instagram after filming this. But I still have makeup on. Like I pulled my hair back and put on some deodorant for you guys. And so nobody's coming home with me later on and seeing, you know, me stressed out because I just launched a new business or whatever it is. I think that all of the time now we find ourselves chasing this. I mean, even the name of the podcast, Rising Glow, the glow up, like this beautiful lifestyle that we're all chasing or whatever it is that we're chasing. And we really underestimate the value of being vulnerable and being authentic and connecting because what do we all have in common? (laughs) The crap that makes us who we are. We might not have the same crap, but we are all shaped by our experiences, but we're also all trying to gloss over them. And I think that it's something that we're going to constantly battle as we progress because everything is just moving more towards this, like, how do we look to the world digitally? Yeah. You know, and so I think that if so, we don't want to all end up like Wally riding around in virtual reality chairs (laughs) and maintaining the, the, the appreciation for what makes us human and what makes us real is extremely important and understanding that at the end of the day, these platforms could go away in a second and they might not come back. And then, and then what do you have? You know, you have to be happy with what you have when you turn the light off at night and all of the electricity is gone. Yeah. So I think that, learning to really understand what being authentic means to you and being willing to be vulnerable, even when it's scary is one of the most important lessons that you can learn. And vulnerability is something that I'm working on for sure, because throughout all of the lessons that I've learned, I have definitely learned to put up protective armor. I, I just, vulnerability is hard for anybody. I mean, even people who it comes a little bit more naturally to, you're giving people the power to to enter like the deepest the deepest parts of what's going on in your brain, what's going on in your heart. And when they know those things, there's the potential that they could use them against you, but there's also the potential that you can find the people that are meant to be in your life. And that is far more worth and far more beautiful than the ugliness that you're fearing and um so yeah yeah number five moving on or number 25 no 26 25 oh yeah you're right (sighs) it sounded too easy my bad yo I can at least count backwards from five. (laughs) Get used to being uncomfortable. Embrace the suck. Basically. (laughs) 
fuck are you used to being uncomfortable, guys? <laughs> Your laugh is so I'm quiet not even because I, I'm, <laughs> all the thoughts in my head right now are not going to be conducive. To- <laughs> that, I mean, that's why I'm laughing, clearly. Most I know. of Hopefully, we're all adults But here, we'll be very off track. One thing that you'll learn f- about me is if there is, like, any, like, even, like, almost innuendo, usually I can't not laugh at it because it's just everyone's thinking it. Right. Okay. Get used to being uncomfortable. This. That's what she said. <clears throat> this. is something that I think I don't think you ever arrive at this I think you always have it's like the gym it never gets easier you just get better at it or stronger I guess so uncomfortable is never going to go away completely or you're not growing and part of the purpose of this podcast is to invite you to welcome the journey of growing no matter what it looks like when it's hard when it's easy it doesn't matter so getting used to being uncomfortable is embracing the fact that it's required of you to get to the next level if you're not uncomfortable you need to to look for how to get there because discomfort is you doing the inner work it's looking within yourself it's it's taking those steps to remove what's no longer serving you, whether it's people, situations, jobs, anything. Um, and that's not easy. It doesn't always feel good. But if you are chasing something bigger, it's always going to be a little bit uncomfortable. I have been known for a very, very long time, like literally since high school. I get antsy when things start getting too smooth. Part of that is a limiting belief, which actually, <laughs> this is, this is we're, we're still like kind of, this is the, the, the early days of this project as we extend into many, many, many episodes, hopefully, God willing. So right now, we're always looking at each other like, oh, that's gonna be a great idea for a mm-hmm. podcast. Limiting beliefs. Um, there was definitely a part of me that when things are going great, I'll notice that I'll start looking for something wrong because I operated in fear and chaos for such a long time that I began to believe that that's as good as I deserved. So when it got better than that, in order to, to maintain what I knew, because I Chaos is unpredictable and scary and awful, but at least I knew it would always be that when I was living in chaos. When you're living in the in the good life, you don't know when you're going to get blindsided with something. Mm-hmm. And so I I used to kind of look for those things because again, that was my level at that time of what I believed I I was worthy of. Then I got to the point where I realized if I wasn't pushing then I wasn't going anywhere and so that's the type of discomfort that you need to get comfortable with um I think that is it it is important to notice note the difference between uncomfort because you're get uncomfort uncomfort wow discomfort because you're getting better versus the type of discomfort because you're chasing that out of like a negative thought pattern there's a definitely a huge difference between that 
Number six. Six. It's okay to change your mind as many times as you want, even if you're not a woman. I was I was waiting for you to laugh at that one. I thought that you would think it was funny because people joke about women changing their mind all the time. All the time. I mean, men do too, though. Like that's a people thing. That's not just a woman <clears throat> thing. I feel like, but maybe that's because I'm a woman. I don't know. Yeah. It's okay to change your mind. How, if you have ever, <laughs> I was about to say, I do live video a lot, like live live video, and I drop a one in the comments. I would love to know, however it is that, that they'll communicate with us. Comment section. Comment or... section. On YouTube. This is a this is a perfect example of do it scared, guys, because I'm still learning this this podcast game. This is new for me. And I'm here still doing it, even though I don't know where you can comment to me. Down there. Down there. Just point down. Yeah. In the comment section. Of wherever this is. Of this platform. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To be later named. But by the time you're watching this, you'll know and see the platform. So now at this point in the conversation, I've forgotten what I was going to ask you to tell me in the comment section. (laughs) That is awesome. That is attention deficit disorder. Exhibit A. Um, But when it comes to changing your mind, If you've ever had a situation where, okay, you thought that you wanted to move, this this has happened to me. I graduated from my trade school in 2009. I went to school to be an esthetician and um, I had just been through a breakup and I just needed a a change and I needed to kind of get out of where I was and, and just assert my independence in a new place. So I graduated from school. I packed my car. I had $60 to my name and I moved to New York. Not New York City, (laughs) big price difference. I moved to a little tiny town called Jamestown, which is like an hour and a half south of Buffalo. Okay. Still very Almost upstate. near like Erie, Pennsylvania. Yeah. So like I there was lake effect snow every day. By the way, I did this in January. The best time to do that. I am a level expert at driving in snow because I learned how to. I mean, I grew up in Maryland, so we had snow, but uh, there is nothing like Western New York snow that I've experienced, at least. I'm sure. You'll definitely know how to drive when you experience Western New York show yeah. snow. So I drove up. I had somewhere that I was staying and I just, I needed to start fresh. I got a job, not a job. I did temp work at Labor Ready where I was moving washing machines and unpacking like big items from trucks. And I just would show up at five in the morning and take whatever work was available for the day to kind of get by, cleaned houses, whatever. I got a job. I got an apartment. I proved to myself that I could do it. And then I realized I didn't want it anymore. So I packed myself up and I moved back to Maryland. And that was a really great example early on of something that I normally wouldn't have done because normally I would have been so married to this idea that I had to do it. But in that time, I think being a little brokenhearted, 
made me like want to be back to what was familiar sooner than later. But more often than not, the situation, what what I would have done is I would have been so married to this idea that, oh, I said I was going to do it and this is what, and I have to show everyone. No, you don't. Like, do what makes you happy when it's making you happy and when it's not, change it. For what? Like, what are you proving to who to stay in any situation where you're not okay? Relationship, works, work environment, friendships, family situations, like, it doesn't matter. If you're not okay and you're not the best that you can be in that situation, change it. I think we get caught up in what the people or what people in general are going to feel about us like ducking out of something or you know not yeah. not not defending it but i think that's what the mindset oh, is oh for sure i definitely have been caught up for yeah. way too many times in what other people are going to think but at the end of the day and again this is something that you have to you have to redirect your mind until it just becomes a habit to care less and the older you get the less you start to care yeah um i had a, a boss a previous boss who told me that when I turn 30, my give a fuck meter goes way or my give a fuck meter goes way down. Yeah. I'm getting so close to 30 and the closer that I get, I would say the last like five, six months, really it's started to rapidly decline. It's not all the way there yet, but it's a lot lower than it used to be. It's amazing. I'm so looking forward to it. She told me this like three or four years ago, and I've just been waiting for 30 to test her theory. I hope I wake up a whole new woman on the give a fuck scale. You have to see the movie Office Space. Okay. But we'll talk about that later. <laughs> he woke up one morning and he just didn't give a shit about anything. Oh, that sounds... Completely different existence for him. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so changing your mind, it's just... It's okay. It is always okay. Now, I'm not saying you should flip from this to that and not give anything a fair chance, but when you have set your mind to something and you're in it or you're, you know, you've done what you think you need to to give it a fair chance, if you don't want it anymore, leave. Yeah. Because this is a little dark, but you like we'd never know how much time we have. You just don't. So why would you let what anybody else thinks, especially that's not financing you or fucking you? Like somebody, somebody, somebody once told me if they're not feeding you, they're not financing you, and they're not fucking you, you don't owe them anything. Yeah. I mean, you don't like you don't owe an explanation for whatever is making you happy in life. So just do it. I hear you. Number seven. Oh, this leads right. I I did this in perfect order because like the last one leads into the next one. Mm -hmm. Leave when you need to and protect your space. Absolutely. So once you've decided that you want to change your mind, you want to whatever. Leave when you need to and protect your space applies to everything. And some people aren't going to like this, but it especially applies to family. Yeah. Especially. I'm debating whether or not I should tell a story, which means I probably should tell a story. But I had an experience and I love my family very much. Every family has its things. And, uh, 
I had an experience years ago where I left the house that I was living in with my family with the clothes on my back and I have not returned to live there since. Now it's because I, I'm just old enough where I'm not going to be living at home. But in that time, in, in that experience, emotional safety didn't live at that place for me in that moment, in that time period. And I had to do what I had to do to be okay, regardless of the fact that it was family. I don't subscribe to the opinion that you have to allow a toxic, dangerous situation to surround your life just because of blood. I don't. I feel like you maybe disagree. <coughs> maybe you were just trying not to cough. That's why you look so serious. Yeah. Sorry. No, I don't. I don't disagree at all. I think if it's a toxic situation, regardless of who it's with. <coughs> excuse me. Um, just getting over this bug. Um, if it's if if it's something that is um, detrimental to your well being, then. If it's family, I say, you know, I guess you try to give it that extra try. But other than that, yeah, I mean, if it's not good and it's not conducive to your life and your your own well-being, then you, you have to do what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, in anything, I mean, there's never a right time to allow someone to mistreat you or allow someone to put you in a place where you cannot go forth about your life in the right mindset. And if you're finding yourself repeatedly put set back by a group of people or person that you're spending time with, it's time to reevaluate that. And I cut it off quickly. Like, it doesn't even have to be nasty. Like, I yeah. love you, but from like this far away. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Set boundaries. Like, that is a lesson that I'm, I'm learning and unlearning. Because I had no boundaries, which caused me to have so many boundaries that nobody could touch me. <coughs> and I'm still in the process of taking down some of those boundaries because I, I, I realized that I was allowing everyone to hurt me. So then I wasn't allowing anyone to hurt me. And that's great. No one wants to get hurt. But if you put up so many walls that nobody can touch you, they can't get in to hurt you or to love you. It's true. And it's extremely lonely. Very true. Very lonely. And I needed some of that alone time to just get my head on straight and get my life together. But once I was getting healthy and, and healing enough to a point where I was ready to like receive a healthy version of love, not even just romantically, but just in, in good friendships and things like that, I didn't even know how because I had so many walls up. So that's something that I'm learning right now, which brings to mind, there's a meme floating around the internet that's like this little kid and he's talking to, well, the therapist says like, you can't just lock people out. And it's a little kid with his arms crossed and he's got like a shit eating grin and there's like eight locks on the door behind him. See that. That is photographic evidence of, of the inside of my soul. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number did I say seven and I did number six? Seven, eight, no, nope, that was seven. This is number eight. Eat the cupcakes. Eat the damn cupcakes. I have to give credit to Cam for this one. Yeah. Because it was a joke at first, but it's serious. Yeah. Like, eat the cupcakes, but then go to the gym. 
<laughs> you were just creating a lot of noise. I was just thinking that. The but then when I was like doing this, I just thought oh, about all the Jill Scott fuss and I was wow. like, back your hands away from the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> People felt some type of way about that. I felt some type of way about oh. that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I think the people I was referring to felt differently than you did, oh, no, but everyone was, is entitled was, to their feelings. It was all good here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it was all good here. Well, not the people that I was reading on Facebook. They were really upset about it. Wow. People need know. to get over themselves. Whatever. Personally, I agree they need to get over themselves, but yeah. it's okay. I yeah. also feel like maybe I shouldn't say this. Sorry, mom. <laughs> I just feel like if you're that upset about it, you are like feeling a little insecure or inferior personally. Probably. Probably. Like, like they probably need to step their game. Exactly. Up. Like if you if you are among the crowd of us who feel like you didn't show me anything that I didn't already know, right. then you're not bothered by it. There you go. That's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> you said plenty. Eat the cupcakes. Eat the damn cupcakes. And this okay, so this I am definitely not an as I'm sure I'll refer to plenty of times as we get to know each other. I'm in my own journey right now of getting to a body weight that I deem to be healthy and healing the relationship that I have with food as far as like shaming it or demonizing it or whatever. And I think that it's important to like have balance ultimately, but be real with yourself if you need to unlearn unhealthy habits, which is what I'm doing right now. So, um, not like either overindulging or um, or like shaming yourself. Like there just needs to be a healthy relationship with food. So whatever that means to you, it's not about appearance or like looking a certain way. But I don't think that people actually are cognizant of the very extreme relationship with food that we have in this country, just like commercials. And yeah. it's like, I mean, you, it's just insane to me now that I've taken time to kind of navigate that. Um, so yes, eat the cupcakes. My cupcakes are dairy and gluten free because, <laughs> you know, I have established that those are not good things for my body and I feel better without them, but I am not going to shame myself and demonize calories and carbohydrates entirely. And so I think that it's just about learning. Take the time to learn what works for your body. There's so many options out there and not every option is going to work for you and that's okay. But take the time to find what does work for you so that you can get your body in a healthy place because you're going to perform better in every aspect of your life. You want to be able to like if you if you're going to be a parent or you are a parent, you want to be able to keep up with your kids as they grow. You want to be able to have a good quality of life. And so really, that's what the health version of, you know, what I'm chasing is, of course, I have a certain way that I want to look. But what really kicked my ass in gear is realizing that if I was not more aware of how I was treating my body and what I was putting in it, the quality of life that I want to have at a certain age might not come. And so, yes, eat the cupcake you know, enjoy yourself, heal your relationship with food if it's not a healthy one. And if it is, then celebrate the fact that you you have reached that milestone because there's some people that never do. But but then also, once you've, you know, relished in that balance, make sure that you're keeping up with the other side of honoring your body, taking care of it, move it, take it outside. If the gym is where you like to be, if yoga and the TV in the living room is where you like to be, it doesn't matter. But 
find that healthy balance, define what that means for you. For me, I had to really discipline myself to understand the intuitive eating and the and the just the easy balance. Now I've gotten there, um, but it's a journey and it's worth it. So, but eat the cupcakes. Um, let the Jones be the Jones. I like this one. This one's a good one. I also didn't come up with this one. Well, I came up with the concept, but you came up with the name. Yeah. <sighs> if you have ever scrolled past a picture on Instagram of a girl with some bomb nails and lots of bling on her hands holding a fancy new iPhone in front of a Mercedes Benz wheel, say I. <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> Sure. That's just the first thing that I like think of when it comes to like a flashy, flashy, like Instagram lifestyle. Yeah. But whatever your goals are in life, whether it's to be, um, you know, have a house, have a business, go on vacations. Don't allow what you think you should look like at any point in your life to get in the way of you actually getting there. And this is a hole that I'm in the process of still digging myself out of because I totally, like, I got the fancy job. So then I thought I needed the fancy car and I thought I needed the fancy bags to go. And, like, I couldn't even afford all of the the infrastructure for the business that I was trying to build at the time, you know. And so then I was so mentally tapped out over keeping up the appearance of what I thought I needed to look like to become this person that I didn't actually have what it took to put in the work to truly become this person. And I see this happening all the time. People look completely different in their day-to-day life to others. And then they're scraping on the back end. And I've, I've done it. I've super been guilty of that. And so the older that I get and the closer that I get to my goals and the more that I'm digging myself out of the hole that I created in my early to mid twenties, I, I give so many less fucks <laughs> about worrying about that shit. Yes. There's, I, I want quality when I, if I'm going to invest in something, I want a nice quality versus like you know, fast fashion or whatever that's just going to fall apart next year. But spending smart, and and this is not to be mistaken with a a, a scarcity mindset. You should invest in quality for yourself, for your future, but don't buy bullshit. Yeah. Under the lie that you're living this abundance lifestyle. So if you are on social media, you've heard, Oh, just manifest anything you want and think abundantly. And I believe those things. So I'm not making fun of them, but I think that there are the truths, the core of those truths. And then there's the people who have capitalized on those truths and turned it into a completely different monster. If you're buying things with the thought that, oh, I'm going to kill them when I post this to social media, you're buying them for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm super, I'm very guilty of that. Like very guilty of that. Yeah. Um, because I think, and that is honestly one of the main core reasons of this podcast. Yeah. Rise and glow. I want people to know 
what it actually takes to get from point A to point B. Because now that I'm in the process of wanting to connect with people on a large platform and bringing knowledge and my lessons to you guys, and eventually in the influencer category with a large reach, what I understand is the path to getting there now is like night and day compared yeah. to what I thought it took to get there when I was just watching the others. Yeah. I think that there there is a new wave of transparency coming from influencers that was not there in the beginning. For sure. And so I fell victim to a lot of that. I have to look like this and I have to buy this and I have to post this kind of picture and be this kind of way. People are sick of that. Like people have been watching that for several years now and realizing that half of it is smoke and mirrors and they want something real. Yeah. So I hope to be that for you guys. Absolutely. But no, seriously, just let them be them and understand that the sooner you get comfortable being you, whatever that is, not to say that you can't have nice things and you can't celebrate when you've achieved, you know, being when I buy my first Louis bag. That is going on social media. For sure. But that's because I've made the mistakes. I've paired back. I fixed my credit and like got my finances in order and bought my Louis bag myself. But at that point, it's because it's an accomplishment. Exactly. Not because you're buying it for the purpose of flossing or. And not because having it makes me good enough. Right. Most important. Like what I have to teach you guys, hopefully, and at least share my in my experiences. Those experiences are just as valid right now as they will be when I'm sitting here with a Louis bag next to me. Mm-hmm. Because now that I've said that, whenever I buy it, it's going to be in the frame next to me. And the first will be like, look what I bought. Look at, this, look at this. It's so beautiful. Um, okay. Number 10. Remember your circle. Yeah. Very important. If you're just, I just, I just thought of, I'm still Jenny from the block. But seriously, like I, I kind of had a, a full circle moment recently. I went home. Ooh, oh, <laughs> it touched my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the mic, the mic. <laughs> that was very non Jill Scott ish. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> So I just got a little too close to the mic and like hit myself in the mouth with it. And all right. Remember your circle. So I was home. I was visiting home. I spent the the morning with two of my best friends from high school. Um, one with her niece and the other with her two daughters. And I am so grateful that we have the type of friendship that picks right back up where it left off. Um, And I think that it's important to remember whatever you achieve in life and whatever you accomplish in life and wherever you go in life. I'm not saying you have to keep up with every single person every single day, but it's just important to give credit to the people who had your back before you became whatever it is that you're trying to become. I just think that there's something to be said for staying changing changing as a person and growing and improving as a person, but like keeping the love for the people who loved you, even when you weren't as awesome as you are now. And I just hope that although I don't have time to talk to every single person that has 
always been in my life every single day. Just like I don't have time to talk to the people who are currently in my life every single day. I just think that it's important to keep up with the people who love you when the lights and the cameras and that sounds like so celebrity status, but I but mean those like are the most important people. But when I say lights and cameras, I literally mean like when the Instagram is turned off and like who can you put your phone <clears throat> down and and spend the whole day with and not have to like post it on Facebook and enjoy yourself. Yeah. Those are the people that you need to not forget. And it can be really, really easy because those are not usually the people that demand your attention, which is why they deserve it even more. And that is the end of my 10 sage wisdom <clears throat> offerings to you guys. I love it. I don't know what sage wisdom really even means. I don't either. I've never really even heard it like before. Old soul. Oh, wise, <clears throat> wise medicine doctor. I don't know. Yeah. I like these. They're going to, I mean, they're going to, some of them are going to be deep and a little uncomfortable, but <coughs> I really look forward to Casper. I didn't see or hear anything, so you need to just keep talking. <laughs> Something over there fell. No. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> um. Yes, that is the end of today. I'm. I'm, I'm very silly today. Uh, okay, I'm silly all the time. <laughs> I just feel like I've been laughing a lot more today. So, anyways, I appreciate you guys. We're going to start rolling the cameras like. <sighs> guys, you miss so many yeah. good bloopers and just like funny stuff. Like yeah. 30, no, 10 minutes before Not even we 30. start yeah. talking. <clears throat> when it comes filming. down to crunch right before the record button, it's, it's just. I'm a, like a whole new person yeah. for 10 minutes. And then I am. You know, anyway, I appreciate you guys. I would love it if you would leave in the comments if you can either relate to any of these lessons or if these lessons have shed a new perspective on how you might approach situations that you're experiencing or anticipate experiencing. Um, you know, some of this stuff can be to applied to situations that maybe they didn't, they weren't born from with me but they can be applied to a different situation. So I just feel, I was talking to a friend of mine and um, we were talking about <clears throat> being a parent and, and how I'm not a parent, but I'm very much of the village mentality where I feel responsible for the next generation and the littles that are in my life, my friends that have kids and, and, and being a good example and leaving the world a better place for them. And so that's, that's kind of a grown up version of what this is, is I just really want to pass on what I've been through and what I've learned to you guys, one, to let you guys know a little bit more about where I'm coming from and, and two, to hopefully <laughs> I just flicked you guys off. Sorry. I just and one and two. Who decides to do that? How did you get I there? I have no, I think this finger just got stuck. And so this one just is the one that went up next. I don't, I don't think I've ever held these <laughs> fingers up together before <laughs> nope. for anything. Is this part of our handshake that we haven't made yet? Yes. So, um, Anyway, I just I hope that this helped you guys and I appreciate y'all for hanging out once again. And if you're driving on a road trip listening to this as one of three, please drive safely and know that I love you. Have a great day, guys. Awesome.